0: Love, Enlightenment, Pleasure, The Priory Society Podcast.
1: She was a slut in college. Talk a little bit about that. I want to hear that. Yeah, what do you
0: mean by
2: slut? (laughs) How
3: many dudes?
2: Oh God, this is going recording. (laughs) Um, How many? Over 20. I just like sex. Yeah, from high school. Before we got married? Yeah, I've told you that. Over (sighs)
4: 20? I
0: love it. shit. Today, we have another episode of Confessions from the Swingers Next Door. And the couple joining us, they have a strong religious background, but they have also opened up their relationship to exploring their kinky side and their sexual fantasies. And this is actually a topic that our listeners have been asking us about for a long time opening up your marriage and resolving the ethical conflict with all the religious upbringing.
1: I wanted to just see her fuck other guys. It wasn't about me. Beautiful. I have an actual degree in biblical studies and religious philosophy. We've also been pastors so that's yes. So cool. We're not just your regular attenders. I've been preaching for the last five, um, ten years. Yeah.
2: I want this stuff for me. I wanna be fucked good. But yeah, like if you're experiencing something great, like I want that for myself too. Like I mean in a but then
1: they invited us over because we were looking for a date on Craigslist. Yeah. They were very welcoming. Turns out the guy was the chief of police of one of our local communities. Sure. It's very common.
0: Four years ago, my husband and I decided to become swingers. What? Yes. We find couples that also want to explore their naughty side, and we have casual sex with them. Some people call it swinging. We call it living our best lives. Super naughty. Whether you crave a threesome, a wife swap, or an orgy, the swinging lifestyle can be amazing when done correctly. So we started this podcast to help you avoid the typical rookie mistakes that are out there. My name is Isis, my husband is Eros, and we're your friends in the swinging lifestyle. You are listening to the Priory Society Podcast. Welcome back home to the Priory Society Podcast. I am Isis, and I'm here with my sexy-as-fuck husband, Eros.
3: Why didn't you introduce me as your Latin lover or your Mexican husband? Sometimes you do that.
0: Well, because every time I introduce you that way, I say my Mexican husband or my Latin husband, yeah. you interrupt me. You go on on all this Latin stuff. You ask me for snacks in Spanish. Oh, I and say stuff. stuff in Spanish. Yeah, you say stuff in Spanish. And waste your time. <laughs> yeah, I want to get right to our, Pasa our a menos guests. nachos. Wait.
3: Hey. <laughs> menos nachos con tapatio y limón. Do you guys know what that is? It's nacho cheese Doritos with lime and tapatio in there. In really the bag, good. like they squirt. The, yeah, yeah, you they squirt it in the bag. Right in the bag. Eat it from the back. <laughs> How's, oh, you that did for, it anyway. <laughs> how's that for not wasting your <laughs> right. time? Yeah. All right. Thank good. you.
0: Gracias. <laughs>
3: we have some good guests today.
0: Oh, my God. We you know, have amazing guests today.
3: We've received a lot of emails about our episode that has to do with religious guilt I that we know. talked about. Yep. And our listeners, they know that we have background in church. I mean, yeah. For the listeners, I don't think I've ever said this, but I went to the Christian equivalent of the Boy Scouts and there's a Royal Rangers. I used to go camping, the whole <laughs> thing. That's from when I was a little kid mm-hmm. in elementary school. And sure. then my little boo over here. Yeah. You went to Catholic school.
0: I grew up Catholic school from you know kindergarten through high school. Even grad school was Christian based. Yeah. And you went there to one, one of those nuns private schools. So man, I mean, years of all that rules and the vows and I mean, everything, everything instilled.
3: And then most recently, you and I used to go to a church. It's kind of like a Hillsong church. Yeah. One of those secret friendly churches with the rock bands and the laser lights. It's great. And all the pretty people and the yeah. hot couples. We used to go there and try to Young pick couples. up couples. You remember yeah.
0: that?
3: <laughs> we used to try to go and get- and, <laughs> We would
0: perv the crowd.
3: Yeah. We used to do do gatherings at home. And we would oh, go we'll to host like the, both
0: masses, you know? Yeah. We'll,
3: we'll host <laughs> donuts and coffee. <laughs> yeah. get, come on over, guys. Yeah. You going to do jacuzzi afterwards? Relax. and stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> We got Lynn and oh. Sev on the line, and they're we're a very exciting have. couple. They have a tremendous background. They're also pretty freaky. Yeah. And in fact, when we were just chatting before we hit record, Lynn was talking about maybe doing some soaking. Oh. Oh. And I thought she meant soaking, as in we, what some of the Mormon people do and some religious right. people do, where you're not allowed to have penetrative sex where it goes in and out, mm-hmm. but you're allowed to put it in and not move. Don't move. Just insert hold it the there. penis into the vagina. Oh
2: no! Yeah, yeah. Is I don't know what that.
3: Was. Yeah, see, I thought she was talking about that. Okay, let, sure. Let, let's give them a proper introduction, okay? So that the yeah. listeners out there know who they are, and we're going to highlight some of their uh, background that we have here. Absolutely. Sweetie, tell us a little bit about the people that we have on the line.
0: Yeah. Today we have Lynn and Sev. They are married themselves a couple of 10 years. They've got kids. And at the same time, they've discovered new and fantastic ways to keep their relationship after 10 years very and hot. Increase and that sexy. intimacy. Oh my God. Yeah. Get a little freaky, get kinky, get the freak on. <laughs> and not only, not only
3: that, but the angle that we were talking about earlier. Yes. The Christian and the fundamental beliefs of the religious yeah, upbringing. Right. These guys have that. So we're going to be able to touch those subjects as well yeah. to help some of the listeners that may be dealing with something similar. A little bit of guilt, maybe a little bit of apprehension. Yeah. Hey, is Shame. it okay? I mean, yeah. I'm sitting in the third pew, but right. I'm looking at that blonde showing her feet in the leather <laughs> sandals. Yeah. Like, or the, the panties.
0: What, what the kind per- of panties does she with have With those on, tight you know? pants. Yeah. With little <laughs> tight
3: pants. And you know, you- bulges
0: to the left. Little you know? thongs
3: sticking out. Yeah. Yep. Or the pastors up there with a the nice work boots, you know, looking rugged with beard. Hell Sometimes yeah. some of these churches, right? Hell yeah. Come on, man. With a bulge. Damn. He, he probably puts a, an athletic it. sock down there. Yeah,
0: like a big white sock. <laughs> so anyway, this... <laughs> no, but what, what I'm saying is that they've
3: they've gone from being an ultra conservative yes. Christian couple yep. to super open-minded and kinky. They like to fuck others.
0: Yeah, and explore their sexuality.
3: Lynn and Sev, good to have you here. Guys. Yeah, hey guys, hey guys. welcome. <laughs>
0: hey, just so our listeners can get to know you a little bit better, tell us a little bit about how you met, about what your relationship is like, your experience with the you know the religious conflicts, and how you got into the lifestyle and where you are now in the lifestyle.
1: Yeah, we actually met in church, mm-hmm. so nice. that's like the story. Every time we meet couples out at clubs or or parties or whatever, they always ask us, How'd you guys meet? We can't say like we met at a bar or we met at work or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like the truth is, we met at church. I was basically at the time her youth leader at the time. The- Co- <laughs> oh, college shit. youth leader. we were, yeah.
2: We, what? You always say that.
1: I, I we were,
2: we were, it was like Eero said though. Well, like Eero said, I was over 18. <laughs> it was college yeah, it yeah. was college, college. okay you There's gotta college
0: say college, college yeah.
3: oh that's and important because you said youth leader and you <laughs> well, you, you
0: said
1: youth yeah you want to make yeah. sure you want to make <laughs> sure
3: it is that she was over the age of 18 already which is <laughs> yeah. still maybe youth maybe ministry right,
1: right. Yeah. maybe i should say college 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 group, group. yeah yeah because yeah, yeah, okay. my my youth so, retreats
0: right. were high school so yeah College is, yeah. is an important distinction.
1: That's where we met. We, we, we were friends uh, for three years. And I was actually dating someone else at the time when she started coming. And I thought she was hot. And I actually fell in love with her privately. Nice. She didn't know about it
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, until about a year later when I kind of dropped it on her that I was interested. Mm-hmm. We dated for three months. We were engaged for six months. And then we got married. So we've been married for uh, 10 what ten years now. We've got two kids. Um, so cool. We go a little bit beyond just having a religious background. I mean, my degree is in biblical studies. So I have an actual degree in biblical studies and religious philosophy. Wow. And I, we've also been pastors for five years. So yes. we, so cool. So we go we we we're not just a we're not just your regular attenders. Yeah. Like I've been preaching for the last five, uh, ten years.
2: Yeah. Preaching. Hey, is this um, an
3: intervention? Did you call, <laughs> did you agree to come on the show to give us an intervention to stop It's an give you
1: guys, an intervention. please yeah. no. uh, contact us. We <laughs> <laughs> want you to stop swinging right now. Oh shit. No. Here are the Absolutely scriptures. not. No. no. No, we love the podcast. Yeah. We love what we think you guys are hilarious, and <laughs> Thank you. we've actually gotten a lot of good tips and stuff out of it too. So, yeah. So, how
0: long well, after you yeah. were married did you guys get into the lifestyle?
1: I had previous experience um, as a single male in the lifestyle, even throughout my church upbringing since I was eight years old. So, as soon as I turned eighteen, and, and of course, you know, as a teenager. Your hormones are fucking running wild, right? I mean, oh, well, at least as a young man. Sure. I wanted to fuck anything that moved. I still do, yeah. actually. <laughs> but Your, your cat's at, still scared of you. <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as I turned 18, I joined a club that was an alternative lifestyle club. I got into BDSM as a single male. And then eventually I started joining couples as a third in the lifestyle. But when my wife and I got together, it's not like we both were virgins or anything like that. Yeah. She was a slut in college. I don't, you want to talk oh, a little bit about I that? I want to hear that. Yeah, that's what do you not, mean by
0: slut?
3: <laughs> yeah, awesome. wanna... What do you mean by that? How many dudes, how many boyfriends did you how have How many at the same dudes?
2: Time? Oh, God, this is going recording. <laughs> how, yeah, how many gangbangs did you do? No, how many oh, How many boyfriends
1: oh did you have at the same well, time?
2: Well, see, that's a fantasy. That's a fantasy mm. that has not been fulfilled yet. We're not,
1: we haven't got to the fantasy. But
2: well, she said, "How many gangbangs?" <laughs> I gotta college, say, though. yeah, college. I probably would have said yes to that had Ooh. it been in college, but mm. I just like sex. Like, I didn't know necessarily about kink and like inviting other people into the play as much as just liking sex. So, sure, yeah. There's over twenty. Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: from high school before but, we got married. Yeah, I've told you over twenty. <laughs> Oh, I love Holy it. shit, guys. <gasps> I <love> it. <laughs> I've told you that. She never told me how, <laughs> you're how she was. <laughs> He's, she no. Never, you're, you're I'm, just being, I'm I know. bet you that <laughs> turns him very shy. Oh,
2: yeah. I know. Well, yeah. Kind of shy until you it's get somewhat. a few drinks in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I want to meet oh, you guys. I want to meet her. Let
3: me check check flights
1: to Vegas. No, but please. We didn't know this. We didn't know this shit about each other.
2: Yeah that's
1: Um, that's the best until Until,
2: like
1: a year ago yeah it took a long time because of our involvement in the church there was a lot of shame involved we both knew that we had a sexual history but we didn't discuss it our communication was bad yeah uh we didn't talk about what we wanted in the bedroom what our fantasies Mm -hmm. were Mm -hmm. and especially as a time that we were pastoring I mean, that was just completely off limits. I mean, any kind of porn use or any any shit like that. I mean, I go to men's conferences and get beat up for the weekend, come home feeling guilty, confessing to other people, all this shit. And we've been there. We've experienced it all. And at the point where we were unhappy in our relationship. Yeah. And about a year ago, we had our kids and kids. Throws a whole nother thing into the equation into your relationship, right? Definitely, Mm -hmm. definitely. Um, They're cock blockers, right? (laughs) You know. That's what happens when you have kids. They're also They're freeloaders. They're very needy. What's that? They're also freeloaders. They don't right. have jobs. They just take. <laughs> oh
2: my god. We, yeah, know we, we know all about that. We know all about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, but continue so, because we do want to hear the angle also on how Lynn, back when you were her youth leader or at least the college leader mm-hmm. for Bible studies and so forth, did she know? I mean, did you drop hints? Did you maybe get a little too close when you were highlighting the scripture? Maybe hovering over her, say, hey, you know what, come here because I wanna I wanna impart the scripture by osmosis. We need to have contact. <laughs> yeah. You need to straddle we me new.
1: Yeah. Well, what I, was was it? Fucking, I was fucking in the church the whole time. I was sleeping around with all my girlfriends that I um I had to sit with my pastors constantly to talk about my behavior and wow. shit like that. Man. But I ne- I never did that with Lynn. I you know, yeah. we were just friends. I was going through a period in my life where I was just kind of focusing on my career, focusing on myself. (laughs) And that's probably how I got married, to be honest, is because, you know, I kind of set, I was ready to settle down at that point. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And so I treated her with a lot of respect. Our first kiss was on our wedding day. I was going to say, yeah,
2: we waited till our wedding day to kiss because both of us have had like prior sexual experiences Uh being with people. But when we were engaged, we talked with, a couple like pre it wasn't counseling like mm-hmm. what would you call it Premarital talking or like yeah. coaching or whatever True. but they asked like how how often do you see having sex and i'm like every day yeah like every day <laughs> and like
3: with my husband? Like or that,
2: a- <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, right. Well, at that point, like, I didn't even think or know, like, we hadn't even talked about that. I she didn't, didn't know even know about community it.
1: Community I didn't. Yeah, uh-huh. I
2: didn't really even know. The furthest I knew about anything besides just liking sex was porn shops existed right. or like, yeah. So, yeah. like, I said that and it was like, well, I think he probably was thrown off by, by it a little bit. Uh-huh. And it just kind of, yeah, we just, we didn't, like Seb said, that communication piece wasn't there. Because that was one area where you're like, you feel like you can't communicate about yeah. it. You're like, okay, I feel like this is who I am. I like mm-hmm. this. I mean, I should like doing this, especially, right? Especially with my husband, and that's what it's been for the past ten years. Even Sev would bring toys into the bedroom, and I'd be, we'd use them, and it would turn into this. Like huge discussion. I'd be like, what the hell was that? And we just didn't talk about it until last year. And both of us were unhappy. And we just threw everything out on the table. We're like, these are fantasies these are things that we've wanted. These are things we haven't wanted that we've done, but we haven't enjoyed. And like one thing with me with handcuffs, like I've never mentioned to him that I've wanted handcuffs or like to be tied up in the bedroom until last year. And he's like, what the hell? You know, I've been trying to bring stuff.
1: I've always wanted
2: that. Yeah. And I'm like, and I just felt like I couldn't bring it to him because it wasn't quote unquote holy. I don't know where I've felt that, but it just seems Like It's It's not the missionary-style position. Taboo, I guess.
0: Right. So it sounds like you guys felt like you had to get your sexual glory days out of your system before you actually got married. Is that right?
2: I think it was more we did, and that was kind of who we are, but I think within— It was
1: always who we were. We just let go of that because of our heavy involvement in the church. Right. And so so we suppressed it and repressed it, but it was always there. And it still is there. Mm -hmm. And now we have those open lines of communication. Right. It's 100%. I mean, our sex life fucking sucked, guys. I mean, if you don't have that communication in your marriage. Yeah. Even before we got married, she said, I want to have sex every day. I laughed at her. I just didn't think that that was realistic expectation in a marriage. Mm -hmm. But to this day, she's thought about that moment. And as women, you grow up, you're taught to close your legs, you're taught to be a lady, you're taught to pull your skirt down. Mm -hmm. And especially if you have a religious upbringing or a church upbringing. Modesty is something that's pushed in the church. You know, you have to wear long skirts. You can't look too sexy. Some churches, you can't wear makeup. I mean, especially in Hispanic cultures and in some other other cultures, it's horrible. And thinking back to some of the thoughts and ideas that we had being involved in the church centered around sexuality, it makes me cringe because I just think of how painful it was for us. To go through the hiding, the shame and the guilt and all that kind of stuff. It's unfortunate because church is supposed to be a safe place for people to come. And to be yourself and be who you are and to be loved and accepted no matter what, no matter if you're gay, no matter if you're bisexual, no matter if you've got kinky things
2: going on. Or like to be tied to the bedpost or or (laughs) Or
1: whatever? It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. You know, if you smoke, if you drink, you love Jesus. You know, I mean, church is supposed to be that place. Unfortunately, it's not. In our view, it's kind of a very superficial, fake place where mm-hmm. most of the people are trying to be something that they're not. And the pastors are the worst because those motherfuckers, those guys are. <laughs> oh, you can say that word. <laughs> oh, sure. Committing the worst.
2: No, yeah.
1: are yeah. okay. From being one,
0: yeah,
1: I know what those guys are doing. Oh, they yeah. get and a they get a lot of they attention. Get, they get it. in. You're in the front
3: of the house, man. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, for sure.
3: That's right. I
2: think, well, and I think a lot of the this past year, since we've kind of stepped into this new freedom and acceptance, you do feel like... This is who God has made me, you know, like, I like touch. I like that closeness. I like the intimacy, non-sexual intimacy with my husband, even just yeah. out with people. I'm always like patting people on the back yeah. or like the touch, oh, you, you know, she, and it's like
1: more than just. <laughs> <on> <laughs> well, <laughs> she likes a lot of attention. <laughs> not out. necessarily attention she likes giving the I
2: like giving to I'm a giver uh, yeah but I, I really want um, to meet you <laughs> <laughs> music to arrow I, I think I'm it'd be sure, great I'm sure. I like giving but yeah also receiving but let me yeah, jack you off kind pleasure, sir but what's that
3: let me jack you off kind sir
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> well hey Lynn let me ask you this so let's go back to when you were in college did you sense something different about Sev when you met him I mean were you attracted to him. When you met him back in college?
1: We didn't meet in college. This was like after college in the church. We met in church. It was like young
0: adult.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah, go ahead.
2: Okay. Yeah, I was like, I would call it young adult, like 20, 30 something is
3: really what it was. Did you know that he was spitting game on you? Did you like him? Was it apparent? No,
2: I did. When I said in our coaching, our premarital sessions, when I said I wanted sex every day, I thought he was going to be like, yeah, because he's Mm -hmm. edgy. he's bold, and I'm not, I'm more of the thinker, the planner. And it's, so he's, he is opposite to me. And it's, he's always been a draw in that sense. Like he's not necessarily a bad boy, but I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, all right. So you were, uh, you you were attracted to that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was, that was one of the things that attracted me to him. I mean, of course I loved how he praised God and. You know, how he knew the scriptures, how you read the Bible, but especially in that setting, when I was in college, you know, I was taught like, this is the way the lady's supposed to be. And then the church that we met at, it was kind of like, well, this is the way a lady's supposed to be. If you can't curb your passions, then you should get married type thing. And I definitely was drawn to him.
1: You never masturbated to me?
2: Well, I did. I I probably did. You did? I do. I probably did. You dirty slut.
0: I know. I know. You can call me that, babe. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait. So did Uh, you guys ever have sex in the church? We didn't. Oh, my
2: gosh. No, we waited till our wedding day to kiss. But after we were married, when we were involved in church stuff, I fantasized about that.
4: <laughs> the fireside. I side, did.
2: Right? We had the keys. We had the keys to the church. I did <laughs> fantasize about like, going into the church and doing it. In the, we uh, never talked about
3: it, though. Baptism like, pool. Like, that's the what that is.
2: That's yeah. like how bad our communication is. Like, I would think about things, mm-hmm. Sev would too, Like, but didn't have the freedom to share it with each other because shame of what the other one might think or guilt that we would ever.
1: We We didn't have sex with each other until we were married. Yeah. yeah. Our first kiss was on our wedding day. Oh. For a long time, we didn't even have a good sexual thing going on. Yeah. Up until like the past year.
4: Yeah.
1: Where we've come Mm -hmm. out and really opened things up and we've said, We want a better sex life. That's the first thing, I think. You have to come to the conclusion as a couple. If you're a married couple, you're listening to the podcast. Maybe you're a religious couple, you're in church or something like that. Maybe your sex life sucks right now, but maybe you're just feeling that guilt. Mm -hmm. I think you just have to, as we always say in the lifestyle, communication is key. I mean... That's the first thing you've got to be able to talk to, especially your spouse. You know, the person that you're married to, the person that you're committed to, the person that you you know loves you and cares for you, even if the reaction is going to be bad. When I came to her and I told her all the shit that I was into, she didn't well, quite I understand. Well, I
2: just, yeah. It I wasn't, was bit, it, it wasn't was a, hard, a hard, well, at first it was a hard no, no but no, no, no. I think it was a
1: hard year. moment in our marriage. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It took yeah. us a few, we went to therapy, we went to counseling. Yeah. We had to bring someone in to help us talk through these things yeah. and learn how to be open and vulnerable and communicate. Yeah. Because we had so much shame and guilt about it. Yeah, I thought it was over. I thought my wife was going to leave me as soon as I told her I wanted to fuck other women. Mm -hmm. And she thought if I wanted to fuck other women, that meant I wanted to replace her. Right. Mm-hmm. and wow. over time she she realized that he doesn't want to replace me he just wants to add to our relationship he wants to enhance our bedroom experience really i wanted to just see her fuck other guys it wasn't about beautiful me, beautiful necessarily <laughs> yeah Arrow says beautiful well she <laughs> thought it was one-sided beautiful. right yeah. she thought right. it was one-sided yeah. initially yeah. but it, yeah well,
3: you wanted it for yeah. her too
2: well and i think that's kind of what's come up at first i felt like That it was jealousy, but then I realized, no, it's not necessarily jealousy, it's more envy. I want this stuff for me. I want to be fucked good. Mm -hmm. Not that (sighs) we don't get that with each other, but yeah, like, if you're experiencing something great, like, I want that for myself, (laughs) too. Like, in a, I mean, in a... (sighs) I mean in like a non I don't know I feel I feel bad for saying that too but, but then but I, I think even through the envy side being able to admit in vulnerability to Sev, I want that for myself. For me to say that to him, he's like, Yeah, that would be a turn on to me. I'm like, wait, it would? Or for him saying to me, well, I want to be with a woman, I could be like, well, can I make out with her or can I play with her tits while you're doing that? She just it's like we include. build. Yeah, yeah, I just I just want to be included. It's like we can build just from him being vulnerable and sharing with each other. I think the key in the guilt and the shame for me has been the consensual part of it. Yeah. Where before we weren't communicating about anything. So it was kind of just like surprise or things would just come up and we'd be like wait what huh who what where when why how now we're actually talking about it and then it happens and we're like high fiving afterwards yeah, we're both,
1: we're both in on it <laughs> yeah after you've it's like about it, it's high shit out on the table, yeah, then you have the go ahead. You have mm-hmm. the consent. You right. have the permission and you have the enthusiasm behind it too. There's no right. infidelity. Or, no reason right. to cheat. Yeah. yeah. So,
2: exactly. Well yeah, and like you guys had said, I liked we we listened to one of your podcasts while we were driving, actually to a club. I like how you said that you have to give permission to yourself first, and then get permission from your spouse. That's right. I yeah. think is that how you guys say it. Yes. Yeah.
3: So yeah. You, your um, self-talk has to be and addressed. I was,
2: yeah, like that's what we've talked about. And when you said that, I was like, yes, that's totally like giving permission to yourself to be like, as a woman, Isis, I know you can agree. Yeah, I like sex, you know? Oh, like, yeah. I can admit that and give sure. permission to myself to enjoy it and to receive the pleasure, mm-hmm. to
0: receive
2: the... To be
1: okay if yeah. you enjoy multiple
0: cocks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Damn. Different cocks. Right? Well, yeah, just a variety. Yeah, I mean, there's, co- so, there's so much out
2: yeah. there.
3: Mexican cock.
0: Oh, hell yeah.
2: <laughs> she needs Mexican
3: cock. I don't know if they have a lot of Mexicans near. They live. I don't know. Who knows?
2: <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs>
3: Maybe she has a U.S. citizenship no, you guys fantasy. Are
0: sexy. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you.
3: A- give your pool uh-huh. guy or your gardener a-, a U.S. citizenship and he'll become your sexual slave. <laughs> oh,
0: hell yeah. I'll play
3: that role, dude. Right? <laughs> I'll role play that. <laughs> yeah, right, give me a green card.
0: Yeah, you could do it. Let me
3: hit you guys up with a question here. This is a serious topic, but we have an email from a listener. He wrote us an email about <laughs> religious guilt. We were going to read this on our next podcast episode, but I thought it would be fitting to share it with you guys so that the listeners could benefit from your point of view being that you've had that pastor experience. You've been in the church. You understand both sides. right? And so let me have my beautiful and sexy wife Uh read the email and then I'll ask you guys for some input. Okay. Okay. All right.
0: So here's what the email says. Dear Priory Society, Thank you for producing an amazing podcast. I really enjoy it, partly because of the interesting topic, of course, but also because of so many other things such as great sound quality, editing, your voices, the way you so quickly respond to tweets about the show, etc. It's really a goldmine of information for anyone looking to get into the lifestyle or learning all about it. I wasn't interested in the swinging lifestyle until I found your podcast just a few weeks ago. I was more into cuckolding. But hearing you guys talk so positively about swinging and really give us all the details of what it's like has been. Inspired me to look into swinging. Also, what's good about the show is that there's such a good chemistry between you two hosts and a good flow when you talk as you don't interrupt each other or talk over one another. And then here's where we get to the topic for today. Then they say, regarding the upcoming episode on religious guilt, I spoke to my wife about it as she was brought up basically in a Christian cult. Most things about sex, apart from the missionary position, was considered sinful in her community. She's a very sexual person, and I know she would want to fuck other men and experience some girl-on-girl action, but she basically feels that if she would have sex with other people or do anything besides have sex with me, we would break our vows and God will remove his protective hands from our marriage because of what we've done, and then who knows what will happen. She believes God will allow our marriage to deteriorate. My wife has a cousin whose husband is also into cuckolding, or at least into letting his wife fuck other men. That cousin has told my wife that she has the same exact fears of God not protecting the marriage and the family after doing anything sexual outside the marriage. So I would really like to hear how you got over religious guilt, if you had any, and if possible, how to help my wife and others who are in essence repressing their needs and desires based on what God might do. Can they be quote-unquote cured of their strict upbringing and start living a swinger lifestyle or a hot wife lifestyle guilt-free i know we would have an amazing relationship if this is
3: the best part i love it yeah uh, i'll read this part this this is is the ending yeah this
0: is beautiful i know we would have an amazing relationship if we would be more sexually liberal i feel i'd love to go to a swingers club and let her be flirty with other men but it's frustrating when abstract feelings of guilt towards a higher power is holding my wife back When I know there are tons of black studs she'd like to fuck, and I'd love to support her in that. If I get to fuck anyone, it's a bonus. So I really look forward to you guys talking about this stuff. I'm sure it will be awesome. Best regards.
3: I want to ask our guests to address it first, and then we'll chime in as well. Yeah, yeah, we'd like to give some feedback on how we have dealt with some of those things as well. Guys, what would you have to say to this gentleman from the Pacific Northwest Mm -hmm. of the United States that has this issue?
1: This is exactly some of the type of shit that we were exposed to in our church background as well. It was even worse to the point that if you left the church, they would excommunicate you, that you were cut off from God, that God was going to remove his protective hand from you, Mm -hmm. and your marriage was in trouble. We've heard all that shit. Here's what I think we've come to understand if you're not a believer in God, if you're an atheist, that's fine. We don't judge people's religious background. This doesn't apply to you. But if you're a believer in God, we believe that number one, God is love. Yeah. Okay. And this kind of thinking comes from, I believe, a distorted view of God. It's a twisted view of God that God is this old man sitting on a big throne with a long white beard and The moment that you mess up or you do something wrong or you sin or you break a commandment or something like that, that he's going to strike you down. Like
2: waiting for you to mess up. He's waiting for you to mess up.
1: He's going to strike you down. He's going to curse you. Your finances are going to dry up. Your car is going to break down. I mean, really what this is, I feel like is superstition. This is not the true nature of who God is. Mm -hmm. I think personally, a lot of our views of who God is come from our family upbringing. It comes from our maybe view of our parents, maybe who our father was in our life, or maybe who our mom was in our life, who our authority figures were in our life. We try and project those things on who God is. But I think that God is the ultimate best that you could ever imagine in a higher power if Mm -hmm. you believe in a higher power. He is all loving. He's all forgiving. It's not that yeah, he doesn't overlook your, your he mistakes. Knows you. yeah. it does, it's not like he doesn't see like where you're at and he doesn't see. But he's like just like you treat your kids. <laughs> my, my kids mess up every single day. They fall on their face. And what do I do? Do I discipline them? Of course I do for their own good. But at the end of the day, I pick them up. I dust them off. I give them a hug. And I love them for who they are, no matter what no matter where they are. And I I think with these guys, if they're listening right now and they're going through this journey, obviously they're already breaking their vows. If he's cuckolding and she's fucking other men, they're already breaking whatever they consider to be their vows. But I think the main thing they need to focus on is, is it consensual?
2: Yeah, that's what I
1: was going to say. Because Mm -hmm. it's not cheating if the other person knows about it. And as a married couple or as a couple that's committed to one another. If there's things that you want to do to spice up your marriage, I mean, some religious people have a hard time giving blowjobs. They don't believe that a dick is supposed to go into the mouth. It's mm-hmm. the perfect they shape think, to go in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine right. is too big for the mouth. So I oh, damn. I can understand where they're coming from, but some religious communities only believe in having sex for procreation, just to have babies. I mean, if that was the case, why did God give us sexual pleasure? That's right. Why is yeah. why does a woman have a clit, a clitoris, you know, that's strictly there just for pleasure? I mean, we are sexual human beings. In fact, through our counseling, one of the things that we found out, was that sexual expression is a universal human need? Yeah, yeah. preach it. It's it. Love it. <laughs> it's Love up it. there with like air and like food.
2: Yeah,
1: like you need yeah. you need to have good sex. You need to be fucked really good. Damn. Yeah, like you, Every person deserves to come. That's yeah. my philosophy. Right. Well, I'm even say, like old yeah. fat ladies, they need to come, or like uh, handicapped every, people, everybody. they need to come too. Yep. You know, no matter where who you are or where you're from. Single females need to come. Men have to come. Like old men should enjoy a good orgasm every now and then. You mm. know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. it's a part of a universal. Well, I think humanity. that's
2: that's what you said earlier when yeah, anything that walks or something. What did you say earlier? Like anything that moves.
1: Well, when I, I was think that's 18, what when I was younger.
2: Yeah. Well, and you said I'm still that yeah, way. I'm, I'm I think. Still- Well, and I think that's where that comes from, though, is like you just see desire like this is how God. Yeah, we've been created this way. And like you want to see people experiencing pleasure, not that you're not selective or anything, but I think, yeah, you just want to see that. With me, I've probably experienced maybe it's a woman thing. Definitely experienced more guilt over this past year just because of my past Mm -hmm. enjoying sex and partaking in it excessively yeah, excessively and then coming into the church being told like oh you know god can remake your purity and but still the whole time thinking like i just want to get married so i can have sex like
3: right. how did you deal I, with it how did you deal with that guilt I, so that this i honestly, listener can-
2: well see eros this is the thing For the person that wrote in, this is what has caused some freedom in the guilt area. The guilt and the shame area for me is like, I would masturbate. I would masturbate. I wouldn't tell anybody. Even the past 10 years, like, well, I'll say nine years because it's been about a year and a half since we've been exploring this. But for the first nine years, I would play with myself. I would get myself off and I wouldn't, we wouldn't even talk about it. Like, he didn't even know and it was like this secret thing yeah. I knew that I needed that release or that you just get turned on and right
3: yeah. you don't want your pussy and to seal up because yeah. little slit
2: or, or to close just, up I yeah. always tell I tell them I'm like I'm hurting down there babe like I need so hardness. or something you well, sound
3: like, yeah, like you have a small like, pussy like a, like a <laughs> tiny slit like so that could close tight. up at any oh, time oh
2: god if I don't, don't keep know it you. You. Yeah, no, it could just fuse every woman is different but right. yeah no I, I get what you're saying I think what has caused a lot of that shame and that guilt to be exposed and to cause freedom more in yeah. me has been being able to share that with them. So now I'll text them pictures of me masturbating, or he'll get home and I'll be like, "This is what I was thinking of when I was playing with myself today." And I never, I never would have told him that. And how? How'd you how get a picture of more? me?
3: How'd you get a picture <laughs> how of me? Kind of figure how that out here. Right?
0: Well, that's yeah. that's really interesting because I went through something similar when I was single. I masturbated a lot and then for some reason when I met my husband I stopped and not Mm. until recently like till we got back into the lifestyle did I start Mm. masturbating again when my fantasies were more vivid when we started having even better sex than we were before but the shame doesn't always leave you just because you send a picture or whatever it is or you know if you have a conversation with your spouse about it it doesn't mean that you instantly get over all those years of guilt and shaming about your sexuality and your sexual preferences so the fact that you just mentioned that is is really powerful because i'm sure so many people have gone through something similar
1: mm-hmm. yes, yeah so the- i was going to say the mm-hmm. guilt doesn't go away right. like mm-hmm. you need to just embrace the guilt because at the end of the day, depending on what faith you believe, I mean, but as Christians, we believe we're all sinners. I mean, we're all yeah,
2: we're all fallible scum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I we're guess I do perverted. feel some guilt.
1: I mean, if you really wanted to get down to it, Jesus said that if you, even if you lust after a woman, even if you look at a woman in the wrong way, you've already committed adultery. Right. So if you want to talk about standards, I mean. The point that Jesus was making is not, hey, don't be naughty. (laughs) No, the point was, none of us are perfect. None of us have it down. We all just sin differently. You know, y- your thing may not be sex. It may be drugs. It may be drinking. It may be over excess. It may be eating too much. I mean, whatever, you know, whatever your vice is or whatever it is that is your guilty pleasure. I mean, maybe you like eating chocolate too much. The point is, is that God is not going to punish you yeah. for that.
2: Yeah, I think that's totally and been another. Freedom. That's been
1: our experience. Yeah. If anything, the lifestyles brought us closer. Yeah. It is enhanced our marriage. It's enhanced our relationship. We are closer than we've ever been today. A lot of it has attributed to us opening up these lines of communication, opening the doors to explore sexually with other people. I've been able to see my wife be pleasured in ways that I've never thought of. I've never imagined. And it's hot to watch. And it's enhanced our sex life. We have better sex. It's amazing. Like, it's not for everybody. Not everybody is (laughs) non-monogamous. Some people are happy in their monogamous relationships. And they can be happy in that, too. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're feeling like you want to explore, this is what we encourage with the red couch. And this is why we develop the red couches, because we want to encourage couples to explore their sexuality. You have to at least try it before you can knock it, right? I Mm -hmm. mean, you know, the red
2: couch too, being focused on that non-sexual intimacy piece between a couple, you have to be connected. And you need to be making sure that you're being vulnerable with each other that you're sharing, you're having that heart to heart. Heart, even though your eyes may not be eyes for eyes, but like your hearts are, yeah, we're
1: emotionally monogamous. Yeah, at least for us. Of yeah, I we're I not polyamorous. Not- we we yeah. don't. One of our limits is we don't get romantically involved with other couples. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're strictly physically non-monogamous, so we don't mind fucking other people. That's mm-hmm. why we like the swinging community because it's an agreed-upon moment. We enjoy that moment, and then it ends. We don't continue dating other couples. We're not getting emotionally attached to people. We're not like going on vacations and shit like that. Right, right. You know,
0: that's why I was going to ask you next is where do you feel you fall in the lifestyle and the spectrum of play levels and play preferences? You just mentioned swinging. And would you describe yourselves as a full swap couple, soft swap? Hot wife. Hot or- wife, Yeah.
1: We're definitely full swap. There's a little bit of hot wife in there (laughs) because I do enjoy we add an occasional single male. It's all together. Yeah, you're there. Yeah, I'm always present. I'm not a cuckold. I don't like any kind of humiliation. Mm -hmm. I always make the arrangements. That's kind of how we orchestrate stuff.
3: How long did it take you to do your first act once you came out to each other and you decided that you wanted to try the lifestyle? How long was it from that talk to where you had a, either a swap or a hot wife scenario or a single bull that came over to help? How long did that take for you guys to get into action?
2: I think it was probably like two or three months. We went on like a date with a couple. Uh, was our that, first, wasn't-
1: that was our first time meeting a swinger couple. And we had gone to a couple BDSM dungeons. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was kind of our thing. We also incorporate some dominant, submissive dynamic to our relationship, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely very dominant. Lynn is more submissive. But uh, yeah, one of my things was to include other people. So our first encounter was off of Craigslist. Yeah, sure. We actually, <laughs> we met up with a couple that invited us over to their house for a house oh, party. Oh my gosh.
2: Yeah. And yeah.
1: that was our first night. Did
3: and you do stuff there? You have sex?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, <laughs> it guys, wasn't sex. You no, did a swap? The, or no, what? What Sam will tell the story. <laughs> what happened was we went to this house and it was a beautiful house, very upscale community. And we pull up. It's probably about eleven o'clock. No, no, it was a little earlier had, than yeah, that.
2: We had a babysitter. It was about
1: nine yeah. o'clock at night. And this couple actually had made some connections at Hito down in Jamaica. And every year they meet up with their friends from Hito mm-hmm. and nice. they had actually had some friends from Hito in town staying with them and they were just having a party. Sure. So they invited us over because we were looking for a date on yeah. Craigslist. Yeah. It ended up, we went over there. Turns out the guy was the chief of police yeah. of one of our local communities. Sure. It's very wow, common. Yeah. Yeah, well, we I mean, he he was just very reassuring that, hey, you guys are in a safe place. Don't worry about being discreet. You know mm-hmm. this is who we are they were very welcoming they had snacks we had brought our own bottle of wine they had some they're music waiting for the play and, portion yeah we. well to make a long story short get to the juicy hey, get, get, get to the fucking yeah dude. come on <laughs> get to where <laughs> yeah, the,
3: the
2: young, penis he's said, the you know, he's storyteller
1: we weren't really attracted to any of the dudes in there uh-huh. but yeah. the chicks were pretty good looking they yeah were they were pretty hot. attractive but this was our first night we had said you know like we weren't going to do anything maybe just just with each other, they had a jacuzzi out in the back, which is probably their yes their their way of getting people in bed, right? Oh, so yeah. um, they're like, "We got the towels upstairs if you guys want to use it." Nobody was doing anything; they were just all chatting and talking. We're looking at each other like, "I want to try the jacuzzi." So yeah. we went upstairs, we got naked in these strangers' house. We didn't even know these people. <laughs> we put our towels on, and we're like, "We come downstairs and like we're like we're hitting up the jacuzzi if anybody wants to join us." Sure enough, we, we go out, we get naked in the jacuzzi, just my wife and I, mm-hmm. and all the women follow us out to the jacuzzi. There was about, what, maybe like well, I started, three or four women in the jacuzzi. I think we started playing. I started no, giving head. they all came head. and followed us. Then my wife, Lynn, starts giving me head in the jacuzzi in front of everybody. And this was a dream come true, <laughs> brother. I mean, I was right.
2: like, three or or nine. Three the, or four women, women play were, wa- naked. I'm walking at the
1: women, the, their tits. They were completely fucking naked. Of course. They start playing with their pussies, wh- just watching us, just watching her and I. Damn. And I'm like, oh my God. Next thing I know, <laughs> Lynn turns around and she goes, somebody better start touching my ass. <laughs> And I'm like, holy shit. So one of the women <laughs> like, We hadn't even talked about it. And she starts fingering yeah, her pussy she's, from behind yeah. while she's sucking my dick yep. in the hot tub. It was pretty ah, hot. Nice. And That's what was she whispering ever. to you?
2: I don't. I don't remember.
1: She was whispering to you, suck his dick. She was whispering all these dirty, naughty things like, make him come. You better, you better swallow every drop of it and all this shit. (laughs) And so sure enough, I come. you know, she swallows my load and it was, it was fucking awesome. Nice. It it was like there was a cheerleading section or something like that. Everybody was like, happy for us and shit like that. (laughs) Yeah. That was our first experience. That was our first night. We said our goodbyes. Mm -hmm. Uh, We stayed know the couple yeah come to find out they're like one of those mentor couples in the lifestyle that Mm -hmm. like yeah normally people send them to yeah and um yeah that kind (laughs) of i was like what was that about yeah that
2: opened up the conversation i didn't expect
1: her to turn around and say that especially people on yeah yeah
0: (laughs) so speaking of hot sexy stuff tell us about (laughs) your, (laughs) your first full swap what was that like for you guys? I don't
3: well, let, or maybe not the we'll, first we'll one. Or your You're, favorite? A, a super successful, hot one. Like summarize. Yeah,
2: it. yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll, we'll our tell you favorite. About the hot one. It's been a journey. Yeah, it's been a good journey.
1: We've had some ups and downs. Mm-hmm. The reason why we started the red couch was because we think that the best full swap experiences that we've had mm-hmm. have been when we have been doing well as a couple, sure. and oh, we yeah. have been connecting. We have been communicating. We have been connecting in non-sexual ways or and sexual and sexual right and the worst experiences we've had have been when we have not connected well or we have not been communicating in good healthy ways so we want to foster couples to connect and to make sure that their primary relationships are healthy so that they can have a better lifestyle experience. Yes, But we like to meet people at clubs and at meet and greets. We've done all the websites. Mm -hmm. We've been on Lifestyle Lounge. We've been on Cassidy. We are on Cassidy currently. Are you interested in
3: sharing your screen names so people can go say hi or keep them private?
1: Yeah. No, no. If they want to say what's up, we're either under Lynn N. Sev. That's like L Y N N N S E V. Okay. Got it. Or it's the opposite. It's Sev N. Lynn.
3: Perfect. So, we'll put that in the uh, show notes as well. Sure. Or if you send me your links, I'll put the links in the Twitter, show notes so people Twitter, can see
1: Twitter, though, hello. is the Sexy Red Couch. Yeah, you can find too. You can find us on Twitter. You can connect with us there or on our website. We have a Facebook page as well. Yeah, but you guys
2: know our Twitter. I think you're yeah, connected on our
1: a, Twitter. So you guys should sure. put that out there. I'll put we, your
3: contact we, in the show notes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. At
3: we com. Yeah.
1: We went to a club in Chicago. It's very well. It's probably the most active swingers club right now in Chicago called Invite Only. And um, they hosted it in a three-story loft. It was a nice loft. It was kind of tight. There was at least 70 couples there. I mean, it was was really crowded. Oh, wow. Lots of people. And we had a good time. We were talking to a lot of people. We were hanging out. They have music. It's bring your own beer, bring your own booze. No dance floor or anything like that. They just had different social rooms, different Mm playrooms to take the play to. It was kind of getting towards the end of the night one night. We had our eyes on a couple there. And my wife is tall. She's about 5'10", almost 5'10". You're, five, you're, nine you're and a half. Six,
2: you're when five, I wear heels, I yeah, wear heels wears, when I'm out. So I'm about heels, six foot.
1: <laughs> and I'm, I'm a little shorter. I'm, I'm more like five, nine. Yeah. And, um, I'm like she likes three, guys. Th- three feet legs though. <laughs> she likes, yeah, she's all leg, as nice. you guys can see from my pictures. <laughs> she, uh, and she likes tall guys. She likes tall guys that can manhandle her pretty mm-hmm. much. Well, and we had our yeah, eyes dominant, on this couple. Dominant, the guy guys. was, the guy yeah. was pretty tall and he was cute. And, The girl was kind of a more short, petite girl. And she yeah. was fucking sexy as She's, fuck. Yeah, they are both She kind of looked like a sixth grade teacher or something like that. <laughs> but we hadn't talked to them all night. They kept following us around. And we didn't say anything to them. We literally grabbed them, pulled them in a hallway. <laughs> and we're like, hey, do you guys want to fuck? <laughs> it was like getting towards the end of the night. right? And we were definitely attracted to them. Yeah. We were definitely attracted to them. Yeah. But we didn't have much conversation. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Perfect. We took them downstairs to one of the more private areas of the room. And it just kind of went from there. She was not bisexual. Lynn likes a little bit of girl on girl. She was definitely more of kind of a voyeur. She liked to watch. She didn't mind being touched. No, but um, yeah.
2: I don't know that it's necessarily height. I feel like it's dominant, happened? like the dominant. Yeah. yeah, I like it when a guy takes charge. And I think for that experience, for me, he took charge. He was still checking in with his girl.
1: Very respectful. Like,
2: yeah. What was hot to me is they were connected during us being connected. Like they were holding hands at some point, And like that was that, you know, that was like a total turn on the red cow. Like what we're about is like the couples coming together as couples and i enjoy watching women going down on sev so like she was doing that and she that was, was it was hot it was hot she was she was she, sucking
1: my cock yeah and her thing was that she liked to be cummed on so oh, she yeah to oh that was hot too yeah or on her oh. face i
2: like to see that too and
1: so yeah. she was giving me head this guy was pounding the shit <laughs> out of my wife. I look over and I'm just I'm enjoying. I mean,
2: so am I. It was so. <laughs> uh,
1: did,
3: did he but, just have her in different positions, like doggy style or missionary?
1: Oh, or he was, oh yeah, oh he was yeah. Flipping her over every yeah. fucking thing. Nice. Everything. I don't remember how he started, but he had you in all positions. Yeah. And he was long-lasting. Yeah. He, perfect. he had lots of stamina. Good, yeah. yeah. And yeah. he was in great That's shape. Important. And they were just a great couple. We exchanged information with them afterwards. It was a great night. And we actually met up with them again. And it was another hot... It was yeah, even it was better the yeah. second time around.
3: Awesome. Oh, damn. And that we, sounds hot. We stay <laughs> in good.
1: contact with them. They're really cool. They've been together for a long time. They're not married, but they've been committed. They're, oh, they're yeah. in a committed yeah. long term relationship. Sure. Sure. That's and, the same. Um, yeah. yeah. So we're not yeah. we're not I exclusive to married couples, you know?
2: Yeah. The committed we just aspect want to know is. know that high. they've been together yeah. for a long time.
1: We did meet couples at this party that hooked up on Tinder like two weeks prior, and we were just like, no thanks, you right. know? We don't want to, we don't play with fuck buddies that are just hanging out.
2: Since then, we have had quite a few more sexy times. Like that one, I think, sticks out. That was a hot, that was a hot. That sticks out because it was kind of just like that sporadic moment where you're just like, okay, let's do this. You know, and it just was like,
1: um, they've also been kind of the most attractive, too, I think. She's got great tits, he's got a nice sized cock. Yeah. Like he's bigger than the average guy. Oh, so. your wife loves that shit.
3: Oh, <laughs> Pass on. My, my lady has her mouth open over here.
0: Pass on their contact information. <laughs> yeah, I'm just do a background <laughs> check.
3: Check their FICO scores. Yeah. See if they're good.
0: Their FICO score.
2: That's is funny.
3: See if you want to see if um, you want to play with them.
2: Right. <laughs> They have to
3: at least 740 man. Don't fuck around. Exactly. At least, yeah, that's yeah. a that's a basic score. <laughs> All right, so yeah. you guys had a steamy experience that yes. that was man, that sounded awesome. I was picturing it, you I know, know, in me a too. in a loft. I'm very yeah, visual. right. And so, talking about that email that mm-hmm. the gentleman wrote in, it's important that we also address it and I love the feedback that they gave our special guests. All oh, right. They addressed it in a beautiful fashion. Yeah, that was Sweetie, awesome. what would you have to say to this gentleman that wrote in? Um, how would you if you wanted to give him just a quick answer knowing that we're going to email this individual with a nice thorough response yeah. but right now for the listener's benefit someone else that may be dealing with something similar hey we feel a little guilty we love to do this I would love to do this she's on board but there's some guilt there there's some issues there what would you say
0: Sure. I want to let you guys know that I went through the same guilt when we started talking about the lifestyle. I mean, I grew up going to Catholic school and I was given the model, you get married, you stay married to that person forever, you respect your vows at all costs, even if that Mm -hmm. means you're unhappy. So that's the model of a relationship that I saw. Now, when I started to grow into my own identity and as an adult, and I saw the world out there and the variety of religious and spiritual beliefs that were possible, I realized that God supposedly created us in his likeness and we're all fallible creatures. So our fallibility, our sin was kind of built into how we're wired as as human beings, if you believe that the Christian God is your God. So I kind of realized that. I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm not gonna go to hell. I don't think I'm gonna go to hell if I sin, and I can ask for forgiveness, and God is supposed to be forgiving. Mm-hmm. Yes, he He's all-knowing and all-seeing, but He's also supposed to be very forgiving. So that as long as I reflect on what I've done, that I would be forgiven. But as far as my relationship with my husband, I really felt guilty about expressing that I wanted to be with another man. I only started talking about girl on girl because I thought that was safe. That was how I started our conversation about the lifestyle. I brought it up and I said, babe, I think I want to experience women.
3: I'm curious. That was a safe entry to the lifestyle conversation. And we discussed it in episode one, but the more drunk you got, then you'd start (laughs) talking about dick.
0: Yeah. I said, I want
3: cock. I want to, I want to be airtight.
0: (laughs) Right. I started saying, this guy's hot. And I think this guy's hot. And then even vocally, when we were out and about, I would look at another man, but it wasn't until my husband told me it was okay that I started to become more comfortable with it. And then I realized that we are doing this in the sanctity of our marriage within our relationship. We're open about it. We communicate openly and honestly about it, and we're not hurting each other. We are loving each other even more. We're
3: increasing the passion, in fact.
0: Definitely, by making sure that our spouse has the ultimate pleasure and has their fantasies fulfilled and that they can feel comfortable being themselves, their true self in our relationship. So I appreciated the fact that my husband was supportive of our entry into the lifestyle and we could do this together. It's not cheating because we're doing it together and right. and we both know everything that's going
3: on. Talk to me about guilt. Is there any guilt? How do you address it on a daily basis or how do you deal with it to make sure that you feel good about putting on a little thong and yeah. knowing that you might do a swap <laughs> and fuck another dude?
0: Right. So I really don't feel guilty because I can speak openly and honestly with my husband about my fantasies. We talk about everything. We're open about everything. We both know what's going on on with our fantasies and our thoughts and right. who we think is attractive. I mean, we have these conversations on a daily basis if and that would, this would never happen. But if I ever thought about going behind his back and doing something in secret, I would feel guilty about that. Right. But I don't have to because Correct. we're doing this together. So I
3: don't feel guilty. about. So there it. is no guilt. Yeah. In other words, you're able to address it and say, look, there's something we're doing together. Right. So we're good. Yes. Right. Definitely. What and about you-, you, babe? Okay. My answer is very simple. First and foremost, the guilt that originates from texts that were written 5,000, 6,000, up until 2,000 years ago when all of this history was said to have happened. Yeah. And when these texts made it to the books that ended up being a Bible. Okay. Very recent history when you take a look at the history of the planet. Yeah. So I want everyone to Google or YouTube a video called A Pale Blue Dot by Carl Sagan. Oh, yeah. Many people have done tributes to his speech. Carl Sagan, if you guys don't know, is a astronomer. Movies were based on this gentleman. Mm -hmm. The best thing you can do is approach your loved one with the angle of, you are my goddess, and I want you to experience maximum pleasure because we have a limited time on the planet because the average lifespan is 80 years of age. Women tend to live to about 85 years of age. If you're already 40 years old, you have about 14,000 days left according to Census Bureau of Statistics right. and what the government says and all the other people that do statistics yeah. out there, okay? Average lifespan, mortality rates, morbidity rates, right? So if you only have fourteen thousand days left, if you are midlife, right? About forty years of age. That's not a lot. Do you want to be on your deathbed mm-hmm. at, you know, at ninety five years of age or what have you and say, Honey, I really wanted you to fuck that guy. I'm sorry I never let you do it. Yeah. I'm sorry that I'd never let you experience that. Because now you're old and you're frail. You can't experience that. Right. You'll have to future pace yourself and think, would I love to experience this now or when I come back? If you believe you come back. Yeah. Some people don't, you know, they believe different things. And so I believe that you are here to have experiences based on our studies with the Hare Krishna temple. Definitely. We used to go there for the food and the free (laughs) feast on Sundays and beautiful music and learn how to play the Maradanga and kirtans and do all that good stuff. The Arati ceremonies. They believe that you're here to learn lessons. Definitely. Okay, and we'll talk about yeah. this later. But in a nutshell, your goddess and your king, your loved one, your love of your life mm-hmm. deserves maximum pleasure and maximum love. And if you're to love each other and hold each other in the best regard and wish that you could experience this together, what else would you want? What kind of beautiful force have you just become as soulmates, as a twin flame, oh, yeah. as eternal souls that are constantly looking for each other throughout years throughout ages experience it man so it's about future pacing it's about doing it now because you might not have the health to do it in five years when that person comes around so continue to talk to them show them that it's all about them Mm -hmm. don't come from a perspective of being selfish i want you to fuck others because i want to fuck others right it's not that it's i want it for you and like the gentleman said and if i could benefit in the least Mm -hmm. then that's fine but honey it is all about you i love you i want you to experience this with the entire cosmic forces of the universe, with the entire power that comes with an orgasm, with all that power and the spiritual exchange that's going on at that moment, honey, I want you to experience that. Many times it's as beautiful. often as you'd like. Right. Okay. So that's the angle that I would approach there and we'll talk about it and we'll get into all the other, the woo woo stuff and the, <laughs> and the, and the history stuff. Yes. Because there's a lot to be said there because let's just say that all the stuff that university teaches about how long humans have been on this planet is bullshit. Yeah. Okay. And it's, yeah. So let's get back to topping, Talk about full swaps. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing.
2: Yeah. That, I think the in conclusion, plan a date night for this weekend, right? Is what you're saying?
3: Do it, yeah. do it. while you is have the help? Make sure,
2: make sure, make sure you're taking advantage of the time that's now. Is what you're saying? Absolutely,
1: being present yeah. in the moment. Is yeah, we're really very learning that. Yeah, as a couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm 42 years old. Uh, my wife is 36. We've got two kids. We're not trying to wait till we're 50, 60 years old. 70 years old till our kids are grown yeah. to experience life. I mean, it is what it is, you know, you 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 deal with the cards you're dealt with in life. The church and and our, our religious background has given us great experiences. Yeah. We've gotten great fulfillment out of a Char- lot character. of character. Yeah, a yeah. lot of the things that we've experienced. It's just in the area of sexuality and yes. just yeah. in in some of the toxic church culture that's in the united States, especially in america you don't find this a lot in other cultures if you go to South America, you go globally and around the world, there's a lot more openness in terms of sexuality. There's Definitely. a lot more openness. Yeah. You know, it's just in the United States we we still have like leftovers of puritanism and and, and uh, yeah, a lot of repression and we're very behind the ball in terms of sexuality. Even Europe. Yeah. 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 We've been to Europe and uh we love it there because people are just so more much more open yeah. when it comes to sexuality, so it's
0: it's definitely more wow. accepted. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much everywhere outside of the
3: United States. You guys have had many experiences and based on the different swaps that you've done and the different hot wife scenarios and the threesomes that you've done what kind of advice would you be able to offer the listeners that are maybe just starting out in the lifestyle or someone who may be struggling slightly right now? Empowering advice for the listeners that are exploring the lifestyle. What kind I of think, knowledge would you like to impart?
2: Yeah, I I think for me, like I'll speak and then I'll let Sev say for him. But one of the things that has helped me as someone that has been like embracing my inner sluttiness, like yes. I think what we've... <laughs> What we've come up with is if each one of us has a fantasy, like he'll share it with me, I'll share it with him. We'll say, is that a hard no? Is it a maybe? Or is it a like a yes? And cool. I think that has meant a lot to me since we've talked through some of these things. Because if we're in a situation where I say, maybe he'll know okay, let's step back for a second, let's meet in the bathroom, let's check in, let's do a check-in, and I'll say, okay, let's get their contact information and meet with them separately from the club, or let's talk a little bit more, let's get one more drink with them. So mm-hmm. the maybe doesn't necessarily mean a hard no. And for me, as somebody somebody that isn't, I can be spontaneous, because that, that's what the experience we just shared about our hot, steamy Swap like was spontaneous, but I think mm-hmm. for me to have that option to have the yes, the no, or the maybe mm-hmm. has has really helped in our communication for new people to have some type of language that, mm-hmm. like, in the moment, mm-hmm.
3: right? That and it's not an all-out, flat-out rejection, that
2: connection point, right? What was that, Eros? And
3: okay. it's not a flat-out rejection if someone right. brings up right. an idea,
2: yeah. right. I think that's been important for us, especially being married for so long and then introducing this exploration just over the past year and a half. Like, we don't want to shut each other down. Like, we're wanting each person to kind of be themselves and to explore it. So, to have that language, well, okay. Yeah, that's definitely a maybe, but let's talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, let's get some more information about it. Let's get to
1: know them more.
2: Let's get to know the person. Let's mm-hmm. you know. Let's discuss what that might look like. So, yeah,
1: okay. That I think awesome. what I do like you it. say,
2: Sev? For, that me, for-, for me,
1: my best piece of advice would be to meet people in person. Yeah, yeah. Because this lifestyle, along with any other kink lifestyle, there's a lot of anonymity that's involved and people they don't go by their real names yeah that's good they don't share their full profile pictures mm-hmm. so you don't really know who you're talking to when you're engaging in the beginning yeah and that's right our best ways to meet people is in person we like to meet people at the clubs because the promoters of those clubs and those parties, they do all the vetting for us. So we get to see people in person. We know exactly what they look like. We know uh, who's who, who's with each other. Mm -hmm. We get a chance to talk to them face to face. And so that would be my best piece of advice. Don't do a lot of back and forth in the digital world. These things are just tools for us to be able to connect and meet with each other. And I know you guys have said this too in other podcasts. Just take that shit offline as quick as possible, so that you can get to really what you want to do—meeting people.
3: Dude, that was yeah. my so line. We
1: like to meet. Yeah, word, word for word.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> the only thing yeah. it was missing well, was meet I know. and greet. Well,
2: that's well, it's crazy. <laughs> yes, a lot of the stuff you guys say, we're like, yes, yes. Like we oh, yeah, we board. say the same stuff
1: all the time. Yep. Like it's crazy. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, we totally. People, I mean, yeah,
1: you don't want to wait. We've done so many back and forth. And, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, no,
2: we've been, yeah, been there, yeah. done that. You know,
1: wild goose chases oh, yeah. and shit like that. The best experiences we've yeah. had have been meeting people at the clubs. Yes. And we'll reach out to people before we get there. We'll see who's going. You know, we'll try and track people down. If there's a specific couple that we're interested in that we want to talk to, we'll reach out to them prior. But meeting people there. Or meeting them at meet and greets and then taking it from there. Those have been the best experiences. Yeah. We don't fuck around in kick groups. We don't fuck around on Facebook. You know, we don't fuck around, you know, with lots of email exchanges. Right. Or like back in the day, it used to be like newspapers. Before the internet, you'd have to respond to ads in the classified section. (laughs) Written in code. Back in the day, yeah. (laughs) And it'd be like through mail and shit like that, you know. But real life trumps the virtual world all day long. So use these as tools to meet people. Yeah. Smoke those fuckers out as fast as possible (laughs) Yeah. so that you can get to the real people and you'll have lots more fun.
4: Yeah,
2: you
1: know, there's yeah. some great and you won't in waste lifestyle. Yeah, oh there's yeah, great yes. couples, loving couples,
2: accepting, mm-hmm. accepting yeah. people, and not just of you as your sexuality, but I think just in just your in own general. humanness. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: I want I Lynn to straddle this. me and to sit on me.
0: You
2: accept, so her. we can.
3: I, I will accept her. Yes, I mean I'm very accepting, <laughs> and I want to. I want to just chit chat with you her. You
0: welcome her on your lap.
3: I just want her to sit and straddle Laugh me. Laugh her face. And where do, do
2: you want me to sit?
3: You'll be facing me, straddling me, and we just have a conversation. It'll just be a grind. It'll be a just <laughs> a some hard, heavy grinding. A
2: Hard grind. <laughs> It'll be hard grind. It'll be awesome,
3: and then Ooh. we can just talk about. Look, all right. I think what you guys are saying is super important. Great yeah. tips for the From newbies that are out sure. there, and even uh, seasoned people, because that one piece of advice. At the very end here, where he's mentioning, use these as tools. Seriously, years back, if you had to do the newspaper thing, a lot of effort. These swingers are spoiled, Mm -hmm. man. The listeners, you guys- it's so easy yep. to get dates, but you have to optimize your profile. Use these as tools only. Don't rely on them. Get your ass offline and go meet these people. Yep. Terrific advice. And I also I love the it. other one where, yeah, maybe let's explore it. Let's have a little conversation exactly. about it. Keep Instead your lines of, of
0: communication open and have your code words and the right. time to check in with each other. Well,
3: yep. also don't just reject and don't slam down an idea right. that your loved one is proposing. Definitely. Because they may have taken a long time to ask you that. Exactly. I mean, been, oh, they yeah. may be going through some yep. turmoil inside. Yeah. And then you finally get it out. Build up the
0: courage to say it. Oh, my
3: goodness. And then suddenly someone slaps you and says, oh, no. And then that's not cool. So really beautiful advice, guys. All right. Let's talk about briefly as we begin the wrap up here. The website that you have, theredcouch.co. When people go there, where do you want them to click? What's the uh, high value of the site? What are they going to learn when they visit you guys there at the Red Couch?
1: We write articles, tips, how to navigate the lifestyle. We do reviews of some of the local, particularly in the Chicago area, because that's where we're from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, some of the we've, clubs we've reviewed some. all the clubs in the area here. Relationship tips, swinging tips. Great, you know, partners. It's mainly a blog. People we're connected with
2: as of right now. I mean, this has been we we what, some like meet six and months in the
1: Chicagoland area. Yeah, we do some workshops in the area. That's yes. gonna, that's going to be some of the future events we host. Events centered around relationships for couples to connect with each other. There's not play at our at any of our events. We're not a swingers party group or anything like that. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to promote parties or anything like that. Yeah, we're trying to promote couples to connect with each other the primary yeah. relationship yeah it's beautiful yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, that's what they'll find it from our website that's awesome if you guys are in the Chicago area connect with us we'd love to hear from you
2: yeah cool that and sounds- that finding the community is important too just having people around you that are open and accepting so, to talk to is important
3: so. definitely one right. one. I guess one last question here just for my curiosity do you guys continue to be active in a
1: church not right now the truth is I don't know if we'll go back because right. yeah. it's just such a toxic environment. I understand. Um,
2: we haven't lost our
1: we faith lost in our personal
2: faith. Yeah. Our right. faith in God is definitely, I feel like is stronger I feel God more there in my mistakes than I've ever felt before. Yeah.
1: Yeah, And I, there was like, there's just a real,
2: there's just been when we were in church, it was just like a real striving.
1: Yeah. I don't believe, Uh I don't believe church was meant to be celebrated every week. Not in the way that we do it here in our day and age, in the early church, they mainly celebrated around food. You know, it was mm-hmm. a party. Mm-hmm. It was a fucking party, man. That's right. That's, a nice feast. That's what they did. They feasted. That's right. Together. There wasn't a sermon. There wasn't, you know, a five piece rock band. There <laughs> right. was lasers. The <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. And it's fellowship. And all right. This. You're hanging out with beautiful yeah. people. Yeah. Great exactly. people. Exactly. Yes. What we have today, we don't really buy into that. If we ever went back, I don't know how much we I don't, would be involved. I don't know. We may go back and do it like a once a month thing to get a teaching. Right. And then yeah, chew right. and then chew on that maybe for a while. Yeah. And yeah. then go back again and you know Start your own. On top man. of that, I'll yeah. check. We've been we've been <laughs> yes. we've been blessed by uh, you know, some of the other things that we've been exposed to too, just like you have. We've just been exploring becoming healthy individuals, like oh, yeah. apart from being like spirit,
2: spirituality church. is just part of your wholeness. Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely.
3: I, where love that you said we've,
2: that. we've believed that spirituality is your wholeness. We're coming to the realization where spirituality is part of your wholeness. Yeah. Like you've got so many parts of you mm-hmm. that also need to be whole. And they haven't been in our lives. I think we're just coming to that new balance in our life of what this looks like. So as yeah, as of right now, we're
1: trying to
0: actually like
1: have fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
2: that 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 has been in balance.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's about time,
1: you know. We oh my God. Yeah. It's a sad reality for a lot of church people. Yeah. That unfortunately have a lot of inhibition in their life. We love to dance. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah, we both love it. Yeah. But we never did that as right.
3: church people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're the same way, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was rare that we ever went out to one of those places, exactly. a, a dance club or anything like that. But something you said that I think yeah. is going to strike a beautiful chord with a lot of people listening in is the idea that when they tap into a mass or they tap into, a church study group or an organization that's also a big business, 501c3 situation, Uh, uh, a huge business. (laughs) And they are preying on the insecurities and the fears of people uh, week after week to come back. And uh, a gentleman that's very well-versed in church told me early in the week, he said, People that have their life in order, they're not always in church. It's the people that are broken. I think, Seb, that was you that told me that midweek. You were like, the church attracts a lot of people who are spiritually broken. They need a little help, and they lean on it for the fellowship. And again, the fellowship you can get not just from those groups, but you can also get when you go to the swing club. And I know for the first-time listener, they might say, whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just say that my experience at a swing club will be the same as church? What I'm saying here is that people crave groups gang members love to belong to a group people the Freemasons throughout history people love to be a part of a group and so people will go week after week they'll meet on Wednesday nights for wine and a study uh, a Bible study then they'll go on Sunday for two three services they love the music they love state control they love the way they feel when they leave and so if you can feed that by having beautiful fellowship with other people of like minds where you're not going to get in trouble for sharing your fantasies with them because they're also in the lifestyle that's going to feed that part of you you the need to belong, the need to be around cool people that are nice. And you know, they don't have any ulterior motives because if they tell you they want to fuck your wife and you want right. to fuck theirs, then you can do it. There's no yeah. mystery or hidden thing. It's <laughs> like, let's just face it. When these guys go to church and then they go to eat afterwards in the restaurants, you know, those men are sitting looking at the other wives, man. Oh,
0: hell yeah. <laughs> and the wives are looking at the
3: crotches, you know, the cow, the nice t- tight wranglers, you know what I mean? With a the- with the cock <laughs> to the side.
0: Right there. Shit. I want to start the wrap up by leaving our listeners with a comment from one of our posts on Cassidy. Somebody left a comment that was really nice. Nice listener. Yeah. yeah they said that marriage shouldn't be the end of our fantasies. It should be the beginning. Love enough to know what makes them happy. Trust enough to let them do it. So if you are battling any kind of guilt within your relationship because of your religious background or your upbringing, realize that your life is just getting started when you're married and exploring your fantasies with the love of your life can be the most beautiful thing ever.
3: More meaningful too.
0: Oh, absolutely. Right,
3: Experiences together.
0: Yeah. And the memories that you create together Uh and build upon within your marriage, it's just the most amazing thing. So we want to thank you all for listening and being here with us. We want to thank our guests, Lynn and Sev, for (laughs) your contribution to this really important topic and for doing what you do in the lifestyle community to and help sharing. other couples,
3: yeah, yeah, sharing your story with us yep, and sharing cool. the love, <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, thank you first of all for having us on here. This has been fun.
3: I look forward to meeting you guys in person. You're doing a oh, great yeah. service to the community with yes. your website. You guys are nice people. You share some great things, and I look forward to meeting you guys for selfish reasons too. I want to meet Lynn in person. Yeah, I want
2: to meet him. <laughs> he,
3: he talks about the booty. <laughs> I want to
2: meet you both. Yeah, right. You guys have been yeah. great. <laughs> I want to
3: make sure that her pussy doesn't seal up because she was talking about that was. A fear she had in yes. college.
0: Well, you got to keep it working.
3: You don't want to fuse up or get cobwebs and stuff. Well, you know no, I mean? you don't want it to dry up. No, you need the body systems to work. Wonderfully, so you need to keep them primed on and, a regular basis. Yeah, you need to you need yep. the juices flow. Yeah, that's how you stay healthy. So I want to help her keep her pussy organisms flowing and uh, her pussy. What do you call it? Pussy mechanics. Yeah, I want to help her pussy mechanics flow beautifully. That's very altering. generous of you. I just want to help, man. I'm here. Yeah, to, uh, I it's a service say, to the community. You're so selfless. You. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> Lynn and Sev, you guys are awesome. Have a good one, and we'll talk soon, guys. <laughs> Thanks, guys.
2: Okay, okay. sounds good. Bye, Thank guys. you. Bye. <laughs>
0: The Priory Society Podcast.